Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama retrospective cast. Yes, we are looking cast. We are looking back upon the uh, encroaching terror that is Riverdale, uh, and we're we're doing our five, our not five. Four. Riverdale's doing a five five episode event. We're doing a four episode event. I did realize bringing... something, Kevin. Um, yeah. What we should have done is we should have done this last week. And then did the episode, f- the season five retrospective, last. Um, yes. Yes, admittedly, that probably would have made a bit more sense. And then it but actually would have been a five episode retro event. I mean, but we still just did season five. I feel like that's, we would, people had to wait weeks for us to recap the entirety of season five. And it's had its own issues. And how would they know how we felt about it? But this isn't season five. This is season one. And, this is years ago. And we have a guest. Yes, we brought on a special guest with us. Say hello, special guest. Hello, special guest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have with us Jeremy Verkley from the Third Space podcast, my other podcast, and my co-host on that podcast. The easiest person to rope in. The easiest person to <laughs> rope in. Hashtag <laughs> Very- accurate. Yeah, <laughs> we're happy to have him though to talk ha- about happy Riverdale. He did yeah. something on this podcast once before. Yeah, I, yeah. Ca- I came in for like a, a recap of a season, and I I read a script. Oh yeah, we did a skit. Yeah, the yeah. direction I got for that was just be as over the top as possible. Yeah, yeah, we got so. you to do a skit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was our yearbook uh, episode. Hmm. Uh, Jerry, what do you know of Riverdale? What's um, your relationship to it? Well, I know that it's loosely based off of the Archie comics. <laughs> loosely. I know that it is uh, a, a teen drama show. It is. I know that you and Aaron do a podcast on it. Good. All You're true on facts. It. Um, I mean, I know some other stuff, but I feel like I feel like you want. Do you want me to say everything right now, or yeah? I mean, this this is completely like all spoiler. We're like people okay. who are listening to this probably have listened to all the other stuff we've done. Or if they're coming okay. on this one, they've made a bold choice, <laughs> <It's> a wild <laughs> choice. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Then, um, then I'll then I'll start with what I know. In the beginning, uh, uh, somebody was dying, some or dead. Somebody got dead. murdered. Yeah. Uh, Archie and and Miss Grundy had it going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miss Grundy's hot for some reason. Jughead's well, she, a reporter. Uh, Archie's dad is kind of a deadbeat. Football is really important. Um, that's what I. That that's basically what I know. Okay, some of that is right. Some of that. Some of that's wrong. Um, shockingly, Miss Grundy's not Miss Grundy. She she stole a dead old lady's identity so she could sleep with teenagers. Well, oh, she keeps getting okay. run out of town well, for sleeping she, with too many teenagers. She I mean, stole she stole yeah. a dead old lady's um, identity because she slept with teenagers to sleep with more teenagers. Well, I mean, if you've got a brand, I guess you might as well stick with it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and Archie's dad is not a deadbeat. But he Jughead's is... dad was for sometimes a deadbeat. A deadbeat, and yes. And for okay, sometimes okay. a sheriff. Oh, but Archie's yeah. mom is dead, right? No. no she's no. in Chicago, Chicago, so she might as well be dead. Yeah, so she's no. dead. <laughs> and she's also Molly Ringwald. Yeah, she is in the series. Oh, okay. Then she's not dead. She's yeah. absent. She's absent for a lot of it. And then Luke yeah. Perry died, and they were like, well, guess yeah, even, we'll bring our mom Luke, in. Even after Luke Perry died, she's still fairly absent. That's true. I can't remember if she ever actually officially moved to Riverdale. Well, there was the episode where she was like, wait a second, Archie, you're traumatized by the trauma that happened in your life? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing your She's... dad shot in front of you gave you mental problems that you need help wait? with? <laughs> wait, you didn't just get over it? Crazy. Archie, you're um, sad? I know some stuff about the Hodges. Lodges? I, uh, sure, Lodge Hodge. Hodge. Hodge is the guy from Shadow. Hunters. Okay, I know something about the lodges. Yeah, and that like the the father, Mister Lodge, mm-hmm. is like a drug kingpin, and also uh, there was like a D and D is from the hell plot. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, Hiram Lodge, he, mafia man. Yeah, he's a mafia man, but he's not also in this like episode, color criminal. Yeah, not in this episode. In this episode, he just um, needs some embezzlement. Yeah, see, so like, I know some stuff 
through osmosis, but like details, nah. Well, I mean, let's go through let's go through this episode. We'll talk a little bit about the season, kind of bring you into the fold of all this, and hopefully, we'll set it up in a way where you'll want to watch it. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's what we're doing. <laughs> I don't know what the goal is here. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff that I want to watch that I don't watch. Have so. you ever? Good have, you seen, <laughs> have you ever seen The Ring? It's very much like that. We need to spread the curse. Um, okay. Well, well, let's go back to season one. Let's journey all the way back. And at the beginning of this episode, we hear from Jughead that this story is about a town that tries to present itself as the same small town from all across the world, which is not what we get in later seasons. Not what it becomes. And this so, town has pep. This town mm-hmm. is of middling size. It changes. Variable size. is variable size. I have no idea what to compare it to. Like, I cannot think of a parallel in Alberta that this is what Riverdale is. I gotta think of a parallel of anywhere that this is like. Jerry, I'm gonna what, say what? it's like Cranbrook. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, Jeremy, what you have to realize is that in season one, they really pushed this idea of this is the this is a, a small town that has shadows underneath it. I mean, that's almost the line that Jughead says. And it's a very, it's a thing we've seen before in media and in, you know, all forms of writing. Uh, but as they get later and later into the seasons, the idea that this town could ever, have, like, even looked safe, decent, homie. Is insane. <laughs> they have an alley that is called Sketch Alley. They have Sketch Alley. It is home to a... A mafia family. I mean, you're, what you're describing to me, albeit without the, like, the mafia family, although kind of, is Hot Fuzz. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, Hot Fuzz does, does have a, like, yeah, it was one of those stories of the underlying yeah, uh, the, things. Uh, the, the underlying shadows hidden beneath uh, societal barriers. But the idea that always comes up in Riverdale is not like the people are in charge are keeping things secret. It's always just like... We just didn't talk about this for a while, and everyone forgot. We forgot yeah. our town was bad. <laughs> ah, yeah. I see. I see. And, yeah. Uh, and it begins with, uh, as you mentioned, a apparent death. Uh, Cheryl and Jason, the incest twins, go <laughs> for a go for a boat ride of as doom. they would of doom, and then Cheryl's found all. Wet and sad by Dilton Doily, a boy who dies. Oh, not Dilton. He's great in the comics. He is not great in he's the a, show. Okay, so in the you know in the comics he's like a um you know he's like like the the super smart kid. He's Donatello. He does machines. Yeah, I know. He's, he is a wild survivalist in in the show. Yeah, he got really <laughs> really into the Wilderness Boys, and he brings some guns. Yeah. He wants to teach them to survive what I can only assume is the apocalypse. The okay, so that means like that means Moose goes to the library all the time? Mm, no, Moose, Moose is very with boys. Yes. Ah, all right. Moose is similar to his I mean, he's obviously less one-dimensional than the Moose in the comics is. It was mostly just like the guy who gets angry at Reggie for hitting on Midge. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a lot more going on. Um, so we learn later, Aaron, at this point, that this was all a plan so that Jason could run away with Polly. And at this point, Cheryl thinks that Jason succeeded, which means that Cheryl Blossom is the greatest actress of our age. <laughs> or just a sociopath who's able to turn it on. We also find out in this very first scene that Alice Wait, wasn't Cooper... Cheryl supposed to be dead? Only no, Jason. Wa- Jason is dead. Oh, but I thought you said Cheryl was... No, Cheryl was discovered wet and sad. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, she, yeah. There were two things there, a dead body and a, a wet and sad Cheryl. No, there was no dead body, actually. Jason had been washed away Cheryl in the river. Cheryl dropped her glove, and he reached for it, and the boat capsized, and he went under the water, never to return. Oh, I got yeah. it. It's like uh, a Disney villain falling from a, a, a tall height. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. tried to <laughs> drag the river with a grappling hook, which I had to look up again to figure out if that's how you dredge a river with a grappling hook. And apparently, it is a way to do it. That just feels like the most aggressive way to do it. Well, you know, they only have one cop. Yeah, yeah. We also learn in this scene that Alice Cooper is a sociopath. 
Oh yeah, as she they're hopes dredging that... the river with his grappling hook, Alice Cooper yeah. turns to her husband and goes, "Well, I sure hope Jason Blossom is dead. He better rot in hell." And I'm like, and we... Alice, that's a teenager. Okay. Yeah, and that's I... that's pretty harsh. So thinking ahead, she does not know Polly was pregnant. Not yet. Because she learns that. So Hal told her, nah, Polly had a mental breakdown. I had to okay, send ho- her off. Hold to on this. one second. Okay, yeah. so Polly is no, Betty's I'm not, older I'm not, sister. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Polly. Okay. Yeah. How dare they name a sociopath Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper's great. I mean, Alice Cooper is her... Is her name from the from the comics? We had that as a joke during our first season recap that this is the bad Alice Cooper. Yeah, I'm just I'm just shame on you, uh, Riverdale, for making Ar- Alice Cooper shitty. Archie Archie comics. She's from the comics. Well, yeah, but the comics didn't make her ter- terrible. Riverdale uh, did. That's no. true. Um, now, to be fair, she does go by Alice Smith for most of the rest of the series. Well, that's because Alice Cooper probably would have sued. Well, I think it's for different reasons. Defamation. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, Alice, so Alice does not know that Polly's pregnant. Hal, who was keeping that a secret, just like sort of pushed Polly off to the Sisters of Quiet Wait, pa- Mercy. Polly is pregnant from Jason? Yeah. Yes. They were okay. dating. Okay. They were dating. And then they pretended to break up because their families didn't want them to be together. But actually oh, okay. they were going to run away to a farm. Yeah. Oh, so it's it's Romeo and Juliet. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but then it turns out that the reason their families didn't want them dating is because Hal. Well, no, the reason the reason Hal didn't want them dating. Alice, Alice has did her own not problems. know this. <laughs> so Hal's great 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 no Hal's grandfather. Yeah, Hal's dad's father was a blossom. <laughs> okay. Killed his twin. Okay. And then started a new family line called the Coopers. So Hal doesn't want them today because they're kind of related. Now, at this point, though, the story is different. Yes. Because <laughs> at this point. Yeah, if I remember you when you were talking to me about season one stuff, Kevin, you were like, they clearly did not plan beyond the first season. They didn't. So, yeah. yeah. So what Aaron said there was that Hal's um, grandfather uh, murdered a Blossom or murdered his brother. In this season, it was Hal's grandfather was murdered by a Blossom, who he uh, was a Blossom. So his family split from the Blossoms and became the Coopers. But I mean, they, that's technically true because he's but they, a Blossom. But they switch who <laughs> murdered who. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Originally, it was um, it was Hal's grandfather who was murdered later it becomes no it was hal's grand yeah it was hal's, yeah, hal's grandfather, grandfather who was, was murdered. murdered then they change it in season two they're like what you that, didn't realize is that hans grand hal's grandfather did the murder and that's yeah. why there's murder genes in the cooper family but, but like everyone in this wait does that mean of- betty goes anti-hero yes no evil I mean, okay evil betty is an ongoing plot point okay okay um, okay he so but everyone agrees with him at this point that that's what happened. Because this town doesn't remember things that so, happened. Somehow. But how do you forget? We say this every single time it comes up. I'm going to say it to you now, Jeremy. How do you forget who was murdered and who did the murdering? How do you forget who died? Uh, I mean, if we're learning anything about the age of misinformation we're in, it's it's bad reporting and misinformation on social media. That's how you forget. This was his grandfather. This would he be like not... your dad's grandfather, your dad not she... knowing if his grandfather was murdered or if his grandfather did a murder. Like, I mean, I guess Hal actually did know, but but the Blossom side <laughs> did not know. One of them is Rose. Is Rose. I mean, how do, you, was... how do you bring that up in a conversation, Kevin? He's about bringing if somebody it up. makes a mistake, you're not going to be like, mm, okay, uh, actually, like, push your glasses <laughs> up your the bridge of your nose. Sorry to interrupt you while you're talking about this tragic event, but you done fucked it. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I think I think it's someone to be like, like what happened? Like, like I know what happened to my grandfather because you live at the same time as your grandfather usually, not all the time. Maybe, granted, maybe we don't know. Like, maybe Hal's grand Hal's grandfather died right after doing the murder. He was like, "I'm a Cooper," <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, my heart! I killed my twin. Heart attack." <laughs> So we both died. Ah, my murder is complete. Time for my final form. I shall change my last name to Cooper. All right, let's move on to the introduction of Veronica and Hermione. Veronica's a new mystery coming to town. 
according yes. to Jughead's voiceover. So there, so in this very small town, there's also a high end like apartment building with like a penthouse. It's the only property in Hermione's name. Hermione is Veronica's mom. Yeah, okay. and okay. Smithers, Smithers from the Archie comics, has just been living in this penthouse for years, waiting for well, Hermione to come back. Veronica has never met him. I think he's the doorman for the entire building. We never meet anybody else in this building. That's true. The Pembroke. So the the apartment is yeah. filled with clones of a guy named Smithers, and he <laughs> manages all him and all the clones manage the building. Is what you're telling me? Where are the right. clones from? <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> you said he's the front doorman, but also he's been living in the penthouse. Well, no, he's not. No, I, no, everything's living in the penthouse. I don't think he was living in the penthouse. Eh, it's, it's clones. That's what. That's what I've decided. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he definitely. I mean, he was definitely living gonna, he, there when they were gone. He, he has not met. He has not met Veronica. Veronica, who's like sixteen, he's never met her before. So, and so at this point, Hiram is still an an embezzler and not a. A hardcore mafia man. Well, at this and his point, pl- we don't know what Hiram did, but everyone True. knows he did something bad, and it's time to start anew. Well, they say fraud and embezzlement. In this episode? Yes, they do. Okay. They say fraud and embezzlement. I just thought they were like, does everyone know? Is no, my dad a villain? No, they say it, unfortunately. Okay. Um, anyway, Veronica has to go to Pop's chocolate shop to get some takeout for her mom. Yeah. And she okay. is scornful about it. Yeah. What is this chocolate shop and why does yeah. it have cheeseburgers? <laughs> All right. So we guess the introduction of now Betty and Archie. And both, both Betty introduced... and Archie are gratuitously shirtless in these scenes. Yep. Wait, yep. like just standing in the middle of a milkshake shop? They're in their homes. Betty oh, okay. Betty <laughs> is doing makeup with that, in just That a makes bra. a little bit more sense. In yep. front of Kevin Keller because he's gay. So she can wear just a bra. Yeah. And Archie um, is standing in front of his window in his home, looking at a text message on his phone my, with one hand and pulling up his shirt with the other. My yeah. favorite my favorite shot of this entire thing. He's putting on her shirt and then something on his phone confuses him. So his shirt's up near his neck and he's just looking at his phone just like, huh? As he shows off all his abs. This is where we get the line, the very famous line, Archie got hot because... I guess you got to get that in there somewhere. And that's the first time the timeline in this show broke. Because we'll later, <laughs> we'll later see a flashback to July 4th. And Archie's already hot. Yeah, so when did he get hot? Yeah. He, so the, the big thing is that, I mean, you know, is that Archie got hot over the summer. Like, apparently before summer, he wasn't that hot. Though I guess he was possibly still doing... Um, football. Uh, football, which I mean, fine. You, you don't have to be hot to do football. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> He wasn't in shape. I. It's unclear what he was before the summer. But then he did, I think, four days of hard labor and just boom, boom, boom. Okay, I got it. So uh, he was like a lanky kid and then he went into the hyperbolic time chamber and came out buff. Yes. I mean, that is definitely what happened. When we did this season, our goof was that Archie was a robot. So naturally, um, Fred upgrades. Andrews just upgraded his like ab technology. All right. Uh, we do get a famous line, sense. one summer can change everything, which is the most teen drama line I have ever heard. It has to have yeah. been in the trailers. <laughs> uh, we learned something here that I think Aaron would find very interesting. We forgot Betty. what Betty did over the summer is she interned and did a book release for Toni Morrison. I think she interned for a publishing house. Oh, I can tell you what she did. She interned at a magazine in New York, which I know because I read the prequel book. <laughs> It's funny. Wait, there's a prequel book? There's a couple prequels. For like a WB show? CW show. Yes. And there's oh, whatever. There's, there's always tie novels for CW shows. I did not know that fact, and Super- I am astounded. Supernatural has like 17. Yeah, but Supernatural kind of grew into something beyond just a teen drama. At least well, that's my understanding. I haven't well, watched it. I mean, I wouldn't call Supernatural a teen drama. I think I own the One Tree Hill book because I saw it at a garage sale and bought it for 25 cents. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we're we going to skip forward a little bit, but we do get some uh, s- stuff here with, like, all the three characters meeting each other. Mm-hmm. Veronica is insufferable. She's quote, she quotes Truman Capote, which isn't quote Truman Capote. She references Truman Capote by saying, my life is like <laughs> breakfast at Tiffany's and this town is in cold blood. To She's people 16. who live in that town. <laughs> She is 16. She is a 16-year-old girl in 2017. 
Um, we also worst. continue to learn that Alice is a sociopath. She lectures yep. her daughter Betty about keeping a decent character and then forces her to take Adderall. Yep. Yep. But then the okay. best thing in the show happens. We meet Reggie. Wait, wait. Clarify. Best thing in the show all seasons or this season? I think knowing how much Reggie loves Archie might be the best thing in any season. Yeah, Reggie loves Archie. He he <laughs> as Archie's just at his locker, Reggie, original Reggie, by the way, they recast him for season two because he didn't get a whole bunch of parts. Um comes in <laughs> and he's like and he, he come Reggie comes in and he's like, Oh my god, you're so you're so ripped, dude. How you do How it? much can How you, you do lift? <laughs> Let me touch you. Do you take these supplements? I take some supplements. What about macaroon? Let's hang out. Did you have uh, sex with cougars? Yeah. Yeah. Stop Reggie. touching me. Oh, so Reggie is a bro? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's a bro. He was okay. kind of, uh, in the comics he was a proto bro. Yeah, I, I would I'd say that's the proper designator for comic Reggie. Proto bro. Yeah, it's a proto bro. He did play football in the comics, I'm pretty sure. So did yeah, Archie. He did. Yeah, so did Archie. Uh and we, Betty sometimes. <laughs> we get a weird thing here, which I which I had to really focus on, because there's a big thing in this series going on that this, that Riverdale kind of changes its size a whole lot. In this scene, we get confirmation from Kevin who who gets the whole like introduction to Veronica thing. What is the social scene in Riverdale? And if there's a strip club called the Ho Zone, a uh, unfortunate <laughs> gay club called Innuendo, and that's it. Well, there I mean, is the Bijou. Innuendo is clearly the better name there. The Bijou's the theater. Yeah, the Bijou's the movie theater. There yeah. is a Mall Mart. Mm-hmm. So before the football games, they pregame at the Mall Mart. Okay. And then, then Sunday's HBO. The reason I want to bring this up is because later this season, they go to a club in this town. I think they're at the gay club. I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> we think they're at the, the, think they're at the, well, or they're at the Ho Zone. Oh. <laughs> they are with Reggie, and he is very excited to be there, which could yeah. mean it's the gay club or the Hozone. <laughs> There's no way of knowing. I'm going to uh, say it's the gay club because Hozone is a bad name. But but then later, like, it feel. I mean, I guess, no, I guess I was that Veronica opens up a club. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the 16-year-old coming out and just being like, where are the clubs? And Bayon going, I'm 16. Veronica's really mean to Betty in this scene. Like, she is, Betty is inc- trying to give her a tour, and Veronica's like, your town is like the epilogue to our town that no one wants to watch. Veronica's in, is so mean, and then later she's like, when I when I learned, when I I saw what happened to my dad, I was coming to this town, I decided I want to be a better person. And I'm like, when are you going to start? <laughs> you have not started it. It's, it's baby steps, Kevin. Besides, you don't know how bad she was before. Maybe... I mean, Somebody was like, hey, I want to be nice to you. And she was like, slap. That's meaner. <laughs> after after Kevin comes in and does his whole like, oh, these, these, these things. And Betty's like, oh, uh, Kevin, this is Veronica. Veronica, this is Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, he's gay. I'm so excited. I'm like, Veronica, <laughs> chill. <laughs> what if he wasn't out? <laughs> well, Kevin, there's one thing we know now. In this we small know town. that Kevin Keller only gets storylines about being gay. So Veronica yeah. was correct. He is not uh, a full character. We also get a scene that technically introduces us to another main character. Here's what you need to know, Jeremy. Kevin Keller is not a main character, despite the fact that this season he does so much. He's in every single episode. Josie, who we're meeting, and the Pussycats, who we're meeting next, is technically a main character. She does nothing and is introduced terribly. Okay, so Archie, we didn't talk about this, but over the summer when he was sleeping with Miss Grundy and doing hard labor, doing construction in his dad's construction company, yeah. dealt with his emotions about the situation by making up poems in his head. But they then he realized poems. they weren't poems. They were songs. Yeah. So he would like to learn how to do music. So he yeah. goes to see the Pussycats because they're a very famous band in town. And, and you can he's... tell his intent is... Hello, I would like to learn from your great knowledge. So, Because he walks in and he says, hey, I wrote some songs. Could I? And then Joe's like, I'm going to stop you right there and You're go on the a dumbest very tirade. long st- 
She 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 starts by saying, "You're staring at our ears," and, and it's rude. But here's how I have to explain to you: We're creating a brand where we want everyone to st- to notice our ears, but not stare at them. Only notice them. Like, what is happening? What is going on? Plus, they will perform later in this episode, and they will not wear their ears. Well, yeah. So in this, they say, like, we're creating a brand. We, they actually explain their entire plot. We're creating a brand. Last year, we did this. We're going to be even we, better. We, and we only sing our own songs. Now, Next later- time we see them. See them not wearing ears, not singing their own song. And they're <laughs> they will... so mean to him. But I understand there are power dynamics at play. They are a black women's group. Yeah. Um, Riverdale apparently has racism, which we don't find out about until season two. In season yeah. one, it seems like it's a perfect utopia. It does. I mean, yeah. if it's supposed to be just like any other small town in America, then yeah, it's got racism. Yeah. But, um,. They do not let him ask his question. They just mock him relentlessly until he leaves. Okay. All right. He's like, I just wanted to know, learn from your wisdom. It's shot that he comes in so earnestly. Like, hey, I wrote some music and you, you're like a good band. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think she comes I mean, to be honest, I feel like if you walked up to a band, like not even like a huge band, like you walked up to just, you know. Some peeps who are who are fairly, fairly well known in the city, and you were like, "Hey, uh, I'm looking into writing music, and can you teach me everything?" They'd be like, "No, go to a music instructor, you doofus." Well, he can't. Well, the problem is the, he slept the music. With her. The problem is the music instructor. <laughs> yeah, the problem is the music instructor is a child molester. So okay, yeah. Also, they are his classmates. They are his classmates. Like, like he he, he also has knows the class with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like presumably they grew up together. I mean, who knows? Everybody you've introduced me to so far is basically a, a dick bag. Yeah. Except for Archie. Well, I mean, Archie. Reggie's just sort of been an irritating bro, so that's not too bad, I guess. <laughs> not, not irritating. Lovely. He's, He's so supportive. Good. He, he believes Archie. in his friends. He doesn't knock anyone. <laughs> okay. Okay, so good guy Reggie, uh, and everyone else is a dirt bag, except for I Jughead, know. who's the narrator. Um, Jughead yeah. is the narrator. Jughead, yeah, Jughead's fine. Jughead's fine. Uh, we actually, good. Yeah, we actually haven't met Jughead yet. We do get a little bit more of Veronica where she has my least favorite line, which is where she goes, where she sees Archie and she's like, oh, that's the cute guy I saw the other night. I've tried every flavor of boy but orange. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Veronica, cut it. Cut it there. You are 15. Cut the show. Stop it. Burn it to oh, the ground. I wanted to bring this up. Remember how the time we said this episode seems so weird? Betty in this scene says that the semi-formal dance is this weekend. So we actually do get a timeline. Yeah, this is the first week of school, but also first week of school. there's a dance. It, it, it is kind of portrayed that, like, this all happens in, like, a day or two. But no, it is, I guess, the week. Um, but okay. when Veronica tries to hit on Archie, Kevin gets in there right away and is like, no, 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 no. Betty and Archie are endgame. And then, to Ar- be fair, Veronica's like, oh, okay. Well, now my one goal is to make Archie and Betty hook up. Yeah, so. That's you know. a very quick pivot. I mean. She's just <laughs> trying to fit in at her new school. Once again, she's, she only sees Archie as a flavor, so. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. She, she was just, basically, Kevin came up and was like, no, 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 no. Um, those mushrooms go with that linguine over there, and Veronica was like, oh, the, yeah, that makes sense. I'm rigatoni. <laughs> uh, um, we right, also let's... find out that, oh my god, the formal might be cancelled, and dance is potentially being cancelled is also an ongoing plot point throughout the series. But, but this, but it was, like, I didn't even realize it was almost being cancelled until Cheryl says it might be cancelled, but I say it should not be cancelled. So I, I don't know if actually it was a threat of being canceled or if Cheryl just wanted to manufacture more drama. She, at this point, she knows. Spoiler alert, Jeremy. Jason isn't dead at this, or she does not believe Jason is dead at this point. She he thinks just he has run away to a better future. Yes. So she okay. brings up. Oh, I heard that they're they want to cancel the semi-formal, but I say let's not cancel the semi-formal and instead make it Jason themed. That seems like. Uh... <laughs> not not the best idea. Once again, she doesn't she thinks he's alive and just ran away. <laughs> yeah, but that's still like, oh man, that 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 kid ran away from home. 
Let's make our opening year dance them themed. No, no, no. Everyone else thinks he's dead. She thinks he ran away. She it's thinks still a bad idea, Kevin. <laughs> no, I agree. It's a bad idea. Cheryl I'm saying, is also a sociopath. I'm saying Cheryl has Cheryl <laughs> Cheryl has decided like I like knowing that Jace is alive is like I'm still going to draw as much as I can out of this. I'm going to get as much <laughs> attention on myself as I possibly can. Now this scene is interspersed with flashbacks to Archie walking down the street, wiping sweat off his head with his T-shirt. <laughs> And then his teacher driving by in a VW bug, wearing heart-shaped sunglasses, and dropping them down like this to stare at him over her sunglasses. And Wait, then they have Grundy sex in the or is car. this a new teacher? This is Grundy. This is Grundy. Okay. okay. I will. I will say I don't. I'm no. But keep in mind, this does not make it better. Um, but I don't think she's <laughs> his teacher at this point. I think the idea is she just started the school. No, so no, she knows him. She says his name. Yeah, she's a woman who is 15 years older than him. No, no, I thought she's no. She says his name, so I guess she is. She was there the year before. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not saying that makes anything better. Years older than he is. She is. <laughs> yeah. I'm not seducing that makes anything, a child on the street. I'm not saying that makes anything better. I was just trying to figure out timelines. <sighs> oh, timelines. Uh, we, <laughs> we get a scene between Fred and uh, Hermione where we get some stuff that becomes insane with later. later yeah this is where fred says that hiram's in jail for fraud and embezzlement by the way that's uh, oh that's right that's why he can't hire hermione, that's why he can't hire hermione because the town um, would hate that so um so from what we learn later what uh, uh what apparently is going on here is that hermione's trying to get away from being in the mafia she is so she's running away from her husband well he's in jail he's in jail Oh, okay. Or fraud and embezzlement. Mm-hmm. What you do need to know is she is in the mafia. She Actively. has, like, lieutenants <laughs> beneath her in the mafia. Okay. But she wants yeah. to leave that mafia capos, life. I yeah. guess. She wants to leave that mafia life, and she wants to go work for Fred Andrews because she loved him so much in high school. And we get the line that will echo throughout this show forever. Fred says that Hermione left him for the rich guy. Now, here's what you need to know, Jeremy. When we see flashbacks to the past, Hiram's never the rich guy. Hiram's very poor, which is why he joined the mafia. Yep. He's and not... later directed all of his efforts to mining palladium. Yes. He is, he's not like one of the Blossoms who's, you know... He's not the... old money. He's not even new money. Not even new money. He's not, he's not <laughs> new... Not until he's older. Like, not until he's... The a when her when Hermione leaves Fred for him, he's not rich. He's the kid being like, "Don't you worry, Hermione. Someday I'm gonna make it big." Like that is who he is. I guess he becomes rich when he moves to Florida and starts his rum business with his mom's secret rum recipe. Yeah, but that's that's after he graduates. It's got to be, and they start dating while they're in school. Anyway, so Hermione can't get a job. Uh, now we're back at school and it's lunchtime and we we listen to a song that Archie made. It's fine. It's like go to Wonderwall guitar yeah. boy music. Yeah. 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 And we find out that Cheryl Blossom, who we will later in subsequent seasons find out is the same age as the rest of these characters, <laughs> is the senior captain of the Riverdale Vixens, the cheerleading team. Well, I mean, also that's the thing is she's a twin with Jason and he is on varsity football. So, her age changes. We also... I mean, e- either that or the writers just don't understand how, like, high school year structure no, no, works. No, 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 they mention it. They mention, they mention how, it go- how it works. They're like, later, well, normally... Yeah, later Archie yeah. tries out for the football team, and they're like, well, normally sophomores are only on the JV, but you're so good, and you have red hair, so you can wear Jason's jersey. <laughs> Why don't you be on varsity and wear the same number that Jason wore? It, it really feels <laughs> like they're trying God, to pretend... that's creepy. <laughs> it really feels like they're trying to pretend Jason didn't die, and they'll just be like... <laughs> Like, no, no, he's totally still alive. Look, red hair. <laughs> Look, it's the same kid. They also do this insane thing in this scene. So Cheryl drops her Twitter handle. Yeah. Which was an actual Twitter account that they made for Cheryl Blossom. That <laughs> they put gave out up on. One tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because they, they thought it was cool, but did not want to commit any more to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One tweet. Uh, uh, we um, we get a, a quick. I was gonna say Betty really wants to be a cheerleader. Oh yeah. 
because it would be really good for her college applications. And Betty has to be perfect. Like Betty's arc through the season is trying to live up to her mom's expectations. Yeah. So when, so it goes through because Cheryl's like, Veronica, you should, you should audition. So Veronica and Betty do their audition and they audition by doing actual, like, cheerleader stuff which the reason i got wrong there is because we later see this cheerleader squad and they never do cheerleading they don't do cheerleading (laughs) to such a point that when a cheerleading coach comes in and says hey you should do cheerleading cheryl locks her in a room and causes her to have a mental breakdown because they don't want to do cheering they, they want just to sing songs sing and sexy dance they are essentially a k-pop group except for they're all American. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. Yeah, so B- Betty and Veronica do some actual cheering, and then Cheryl Cheryl's like, them. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, I need fire. So Veronica, faux lesbian kisses Betty, which is clearly just for the trailers. And then <laughs> Cheryl mocks the them again for doing something just for the trailers. And I'm like, just because you put a lantern on it doesn't make it better. It better. It's still <laughs> stupid. And then Cheryl makes them do an interview portion of the audition, which is really yeah. just an opportunity for her to be mean to Betty because Betty's sister dated her brother. I don't know why Cheryl... I mean, I know why Cheryl's so mean to Betty, because Cheryl's an insane sociopath. <laughs> uh, but, but at this point, I don't know why she's so mean to her. Well, she, and neither does Cheryl, Veronica. <laughs> Cheryl knows the situation. Cheryl knows... That Jason got Polly pregnant and wanted to run away with her. And from Cheryl's perspective, Jason ran away without Polly because Polly stayed in town and moved into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah, is still there. Well, no, I think think Polly was in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy before Jason. Or did? I mean, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy sounds like an assassin group. I No, she had a breakdown (laughs) after. No... No, no, because the because what they think happened was that um, I think Polly Jason got broke caught, up with Polly. She? Well, I thought what happened was that Jason broke up. They what they thought happened. Everyone's for Hal because Hal knows the truth. That Jason broke up with Polly, and then Polly had a mental breakdown. But if but he but if they thought he died, then it wouldn't make sense. Anyway, <laughs> so it had to be before he died. During the scene, we also have a short scene where Archie goes to see Miss Grundy and he's like, look, there are literally no music teachers in Riverdale. And she's like, <laughs> I can't control myself around you. And he's like, I need to learn music. Also, reveal, we heard a gunshot on the 4th of July, which is the day that Jason Blossom died. And I haven't told anyone and it's really messing up my brain, man. <laughs> Uh, do you remember where the gunshot is, Aaron? It was Dilton Doily. Just Dilton Doily firing into the river. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He was teaching his boys how to shoot. <laughs> which which is the best red herring. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's like I heard a gunshot and it's just Dilton Doily. Like, I mean, kids want I to see a gun. This, um, I've been in the States for a 4th of July and you hear yeah. lots of things that could be gunshots. Well, it happens at 6 a.m. <laughs> Uh, that does yeah. not stop it, Aaron. Because Miss Grundy tries to be like, it was fireworks. And he's like, no. The fireworks were that night. Miss Grundy. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, Veronica makes a – sorry, this is just – yeah. I want to go back to the audition for a second. Veronica makes this hilarious speech about, you know what you are, Cheryl? You're entitled and you're rich. And you think that means you can't be held accountable. But some, but I'm living proof that some, sometimes you will be held accountable. And I'm like, when, is, when will Veronica ever be held accountable? Ever be held accountable? <laughs> like, this speech is so hilarious. <laughs> when you know Veronica. I mean, that, that's Veronica. kind of the truth, though, because a lot of people think they're being held accountable for their actions. And really, it's just people pointing out what they did. There's like not a con- – they're just like, no, you did this thing. And they're like, how well, dare you? No, the problem, the problem, Jeremy, is that nobody will even point out she does anything wrong until like the end of season five after she murders a man for the second time. And then Wait, the same like, man? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a different man. Uh, one she lights on fire. This one she shoots. Um, and then the people are like, hey, we're kind of weirded out by the fact that you shot a guy. Maybe you should Maybe just... don't come back to New York for a little bit. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like, maybe just stay away for a year. It'll be fine. And I'm like, well, yeah. she people killed forget her husband. In this universe. Where are the legal repercussions? Yeah. Uh... Um, so after Veronica basically bullies Cheryl into putting both of them on the cheerleading squad, 
Betty mm-hmm. asks Veronica why she's being so nice, and Veronica explains what we talked about earlier that she wants to be a be better, better person. version of herself. But I will she say <laughs> what I like about this is Betty and Veronica are talking about stuff that is not boys. Which nice. as the series progresses, they will do less and less. So yeah. <laughs> good work starting off show. I mean, Veronica and and Betty will just start talking less and less. Yeah, they'll still call themselves they, best friends, but they don't know how to intersect their storylines. They've made they put them in two far different directions. They don't know how to make those two talk to each other anymore. It's terrible. Um, uh, and then Veronica, another scene with terrible Alice. No, no, no. First, oh, Veronica will there? trick Archie into taking both Betty and Veronica to the dance. Oh, right. Well. <laughs> Well, what happens is Betty <laughs> – Wait, the, wait she's like, okay, this is what you're going to do. You'll come in, into the dance uh, wearing a certain costume with me, and then you'll go change and come in with Betty. Is that is yep. that what she makes him do? Of course. Um, no. no, this is also I wish. something be for the trailers. Fun. No, um, what happens is that Betty – she convinces Betty to ask him out, and what happens is Betty actually just chickens out. She's like, hey, Archie, do you want to go to the dance with – both of us, because <laughs> Veronica's new here, and we should go with her as friends, so that she's not alone at the dance. And so they walk in like his arm linked with both their arms. Okay, <laughs> so gotcha. That's the situation. Okay. So yeah. yes, then terrible Alice is terrible. Betty is so mm-hmm. happy. She's on the cheerleading squad. She has a best friend. She's going to a dance with Archie. She is dancing around her room in her cheerleading outfit. So happy. So cute. Alice is upset because, as she says, Cheryl Blossom's cheerleading team? No, I think I did this joke in this episode we did the review. No, Alice. She's in the school's cheerleading team. And then Betty's... So, Betty's so as, oh, it goes, as it goes on, we do learn that it really is Cheryl's cheerleading mm-hmm. team. <laughs> okay. She... She, they are. They just like years... show up to games. There's no like real cheerleading well, squad. No, no, they are seven. There's no. There's no teacher in charge of this. No, Once we again, will never see a teacher. When they try to put a teacher in charge of it, Cheryl locks her in a room because she wants the the teacher also wants to get the cheerleaders to like win cheerleading awards. Okay, and become like a good team. Like athletes. So Cheryl makes sure yeah have a mental breakdown. Um, Cheryl is seven years now graduated from school because there's a time jump. Um. And she still only reason goes back is to be on the be like in charge of the cheerleading team. By that she means she's on the cheerleading squad. So this is a cult. It's a cult. Oh, Cheryl <laughs> loves to run cults. You are so correct, Jeremy. She yeah, has I mean, run it's, well, it's like cult. three cults. No, Jer- Jeremy. They have shown images of because in season six she definitely has a cult. Um, they're all dressed as cheerleaders. Yeah, it's cheerleading cult. Well, yeah. I, I'm doing quotation marks around cheerleading because you've told me they don't do cheerleading. <laughs> no, they just sort of dance. Um, um, Alice does hate everyone in the town. She is mad that Betty is hanging out with uh, Hermione Lodge's daughter. She is mad that Betty is going to the dance with Archie. She tells Betty that like, cool girls like will not hang out with Betty. And Betty's like, Mom, you need to shut up. Why doesn't she like Hermione Lodge? Because of the Midnight Club, I guess. <laughs> The Midnight Club was their D&D group. No, but they they <laughs> separated. Hermione was very nice to her because Alice was pregnant at that time. I don't know. This is okay. Alice. She's the most abusive mother. Well, maybe not the most abusive um, mother on the show. Yeah. Uh, so speeding up a little bit because we're just getting towards uh, the end of the thing. Some other stuff we want to talk about. Uh, we do get to see Hermione getting the money that Hiram sends her to pay off the serpents. So that he. So that serpents will, is the mafia. Yeah. No. no, the Serpents is the gang. The bike gang. The Mafia is the Mafia. Oh, right. I remember Jughead's dad was part of a gang or something. Yes. Yeah, he, he's he's the leader of the gang, kind of. He's played by Skeet <laughs> Ulrich. Yeah. Um, Luke Perry so, Andrews, yeah. Archie's dad, is yeah. the greatest TV dad known to man. So Archie has been being really sketchy this episode, like lying to everyone because he just wants to do music. And yeah. Luke Perry Andrews is, has a conversation that is essentially like, Okay, I don't care what you do. I just want you to be happy. But your decisions have consequences, and you need to be comfortable and comfortable enough in your decisions that you don't have to lie. Which I think is a great a great line. He's the best just dad. Being, just being like, like whatever you do, be confident enough, enough in it that you don't need to lie. Yeah, like, perfect. Yeah, that's pretty good great. advice. Yeah, it's pretty good parental uh, advice specifically. 
he's great. He's a great parental advice. He's constantly, constantly good. Uh, we we see the dance. Um, Josie and the Pussycats play a a cover song. They play a cover uh, of the song that Jason and Cheryl were conceived to. Apparently, and then Cheryl, seeing Betty dance with Archie, decides I'm gonna mess with Betty. So they play what I can only describe as a legally enforceable game of spin the bottle. <laughs> what? So it is so. seven minutes in heaven mixed with spin the bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if the bottle lands on the person, you have to go in the closet. And all implications are you must kiss. <laughs> Why? Like, okay. Now, I, I we cannot skip over the fact that when Cheryl's like, hey, Archie, come play spin the bottle. Archie's like, I don't know. Reggie goes, yeah, Archie. And Ooh. Reggie's sitting there in the line, like in the circle. I presume <laughs> hoping he gets picked to go with Archie. Okay, yeah. He's so excited that Archie's going to play spin the bottle. Um, and now, to be clear, I don't think Reggie gets upset that Re- he doesn't get picked. I think he's just happy whenever Archie gets anything because yeah. he loves Archie just that much. He's so excited that Archie gets to go in that closet with Veronica. Yeah, because, well, the bottle spins and it lands between Veronica and Betty, for sure. Once again, Cheryl didn't plan this. Yeah, how- what if it just landed directly on Betty? Well, what if it landed on Reggie? <laughs> yeah. And then, when, then Veronica is like, I'm not going to do this. And Cheryl's like, well, if you don't do it, then I, then the, the host gets her and turn. Like, okay. And like, you can all just leave. And like, just because you go in a closet with someone does not mean you have to kiss them. Wait, Cheryl, you, you cannot you, force that, that, yourself That's upon not what that people. means, Aaron. I've been avoiding going in closets with people my whole life because I thought I'm, I had to kiss them. I'm confused with Cheryl's, Cheryl's like thread is there it's like oh either you have to go with him in there with him or i'm gonna sexually assault archie like <laughs> that he is can what's just... implied <laughs> he can <laughs> say like... no and considering <laughs> veronica we saw her do her whole speech about how like i'm ice why doesn't veronica just go yeah i'm leaving like she doesn't care about cheryl's she's not trying to over be friends school. with her no no she's not scared <laughs> of her she... So instead, Veronica and Archie go into the closet and they talk because, yeah, that's what you do. But they stand way but, too close together. Yeah, and of course they are teenagers in a teen drama. So, of course, they still kiss. What? And then somehow. <laughs> no, Archie, he's like, Archie does have feelings for Veronica. Yes, he does. He's always liked her yes. since he met her two yeah. days ago. <laughs> she walked into the room like the Grim Reaper. I mean, he he's like, I made poems in my head that were songs, and now I will be a musician. So you know, two days I feel like is enough for him to be like, yeah, I like this person. So the, so then they when they leave the closet, they learn that Betty has already ran off because I guess she was just sitting there being like, oh my god, what if they kiss? What if they kiss? Because there's no yeah, way she so, could have known that they kissed. Yeah, so she leaves, and then Archie's like, we better go find her, and then. <laughs> What I think is an underappreciated moment is Veronica goes, no, the last thing she would want is for us to find her together. And then they separate with what I thought was the intention. They each go find her, them, like her individually. Veronica just goes home. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, no, Archie, the last thing she would want to do is find us together. Also, I'm real tired and I don't care. I want to go so tell I'm my mom to... that I'm sad. So I'm going to go, just go home so archie does not okay. go home he does the reasonable thing he goes to the only open place in town pop tapes which is the yeah, ch- yeah chocolate shop and he has a, our first real con- like meeting with jughead who's just sort of been lurking around yeah we've seen the him entire in, like, episode the back of scenes like writing on his laptop and... and i forgot how much i like jughead this episode mm-hmm. and i think this season he's like He's so disconnected from everything and having him be this guy who's like, I'm very interested in the uh, the darker side of this. I don't know. He's real cool. I like it. In the original pilot, he was also deaf, which I think would have been fun representation, but I guess they cut that. They wanted Cole Sprouse. Him and Arch- and he- yeah, him and Archie. I mean, he could have played deaf. Um, him and Archie like, would have ASL to each other. Yeah. Be cool. Uh, um, so but basically, we find out that Archie and Jughead had some sort of falling out earlier in the summer. It turns out that what happened was Jughead was going through a lot of terrible stuff at home. His mom was leaving town. His dad was drinking a lot. And he and Archie were supposed to go on a road trip um, over the 4th of July. And Archie just ghosted him so that he could go yeah. have sex with Miss Grundy. It's, uh, yeah, essentially, that's, I guess, the, the what happened there. Um, and so Jughead gives the advice to Archie. 
just talk to Betty. If you talk to people about things, you feel better. And we would feel better. I would have liked it if you talked to me, Archie. <laughs> I was say something that I forgot about this season. Jughead lives with Archie a bunch of times. Yes. He lives with him in this season. Yes, he does. Then he lives with him again later. <laughs> him and Archie are roommates for, for in varying situations and over and over again. But they never feel like friends is the problem that I have with like their relationship. I never feel like they are actually good friends, except for in this scene, which is not paid off. I hate it. <laughs> so Archie goes home and he goes to Betty's house, which is either across the street or next door to his. We will never know the truth of so that. Unclear. So unclear. <laughs> and Betty walks out the front door and she is sad because when they were at the dance, she said, I would love to be a couple. Yeah, and Archie, like, didn't realize what she was saying is the best way I could put it. Because when he's talking to Veronica, he's like, yeah, no, me, Betty, best friends forever. I uh, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah. Um, A hilarious so, misunderstanding. And so he gives Betty sure. the worst response that you could, which is, I love you, but you're too good for me. You'll always like, be too good for me. You're perfect. Like, oh, Archie, no. That's not the that's not a way to let someone down. You just say, I'm not interested in you that way. I hope we can still be friends. Yeah. We and let yeah. can't dwell on this because yeah. Kevin Keller and Moose are going down to the river to do everything but kiss. <laughs> as as Moose said. And they find Moose is, Moose is in the closet, by the yes. way, so yeah. They find Jason Blossom's body with a big old bullet hole right between his eyes. Yeah. And then the next so, morning, everyone's still wearing their prom wear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Been <laughs> a long night. Um, so we will learn as this season progresses that what happened to Jason is that, so he tried to run away with Polly. Got caught by his dad. Caught by his dad, I guess, some point after he left the river. Taken to the basement of a, of a bar called the White Worm. I don't think he got caught by his dad. I think he got caught by the bad serpent on behalf of Mustang? his dad. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so whatever. He got he got caught on behalf of his dad, whatever the situation was. Because his dad, um, Clifford Blossom, is a notorious mm. heroin runner. Well, not notorious. No one knew. Well, the serpent's <laughs> Notori Notorious would imply that everyone knows he's well, a heroin and runner. He's notorious because every single time he does it, he hums the notorious song to himself. Yep. And uh, he really wants Jason to take over his business because Cheryl is unreliable, which is true. Which is true. But Jason is a good boy and doesn't want to do that, which is really yeah. why Jason wanted to run away with Polly. Yeah. And when Jason... Also, I think, also he liked Polly. Yeah. And when Jason refuses to take his over... His third cousin. ...this heroin business, they shoot him. Clifford shoots him in the head and then throws his body into the river. Now, this is something that I don't know if we questioned that much when we were actually watching through. When did Jason the actually way die? We... What? When did Jason actually die? No, no, I mean the series, like the season, at the end of the season. Mm. We know when Jason died. He died a week after um, July 4th. He like, died like July 11th or something And then like they just that. kept his body? Yeah, in the freezer. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. continue. F yeah, they put him in the freezer and then they dumped him later. Um, you remember, you remember uh, FB called Joaquin to come and help with that? Mm -hmm. So the way they know about this is that, so at a certain point, FP, who is uh, Jughead's dad, gets gets arrested for the murder and he takes the blame for the murder uh entirely uh because we learn that clifford visits him after he's arrested and says i will hurt jughead if you don't take the blame for this murder uh because fb knows that clifford did it mm -hmm. um there's also he takes the blame for destroying what we call, call the murder board which is the uh the board that the sheriff has in his house about like who killed jason blossom I forgot but that was actually how <laughs> Yeah, Hal destroyed the murder board because he was scared that Keller would learn of the Cooper Blossom thing. <laughs> Which I'm like, what? <laughs> what? He's looking into Polly. Maybe he'll learn. I'm like, I. How does he not know? How does everyone not know? Yeah, it wasn't uh, that long yeah. ago. It should have <laughs> been longer ago. It was not that long ago that an entire other family appeared. Um, but FP does take the blame, despite the fact. That, so they see the murder on a USB drive found in Jason's pocket. Like the pocket, like it fell through the pocket in the lining of his varsity jacket. Which means either FP or Joaquin put it there, 
which means they had evidence of Clifford killing, um, killing Jason. Like Jason. Kevin, then they lost the USB because it fell in the hole in the jacket. <laughs> is is that the implication that we're going for? Serpents is are that dumb. They, That's they what we've had learned. The evi- they had the evidence. Let's film our crime and then hide it on the body? Well, no, no. They didn't <laughs> film the crime. They filmed Clifford's crime. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Clifford is the one who shot Jason. FP and uh, Joaquin just got rid of the body. But they had evidence that Clifford killed Jason. Why would FP then be scared? Like... If Clifford's like, if you do say anything, I'll hurt Jughead. And if he should be like, I have evidence you murdered your son. I have lost video forever. evidence. Lost forever, Kevin. Does he know what's lost forever? Didn't they just put it in the pocket? But it fell into and the then... lining, so he thought it was gone. He didn't do but, the thing but, where you like feel around at the bottom of your shirt. But the entire reason, <laughs> Aaron, the entire reason they kept the jacket is because it was their um, contingency plan. So they knew... That it was in there, they just didn't realize it fell into the lining. Maybe FP felt bad about being a gang leader, and so he was like, I just gotta, like, you know, pay my duty to society. (laughs) I'll let this guy get away with killing his son, because I deserve to be punished. (laughs) Maybe it's something that Archie does. That is something that Archie would do. I know I didn't. He, he he literally lets himself get arrested. This is a season three thing, Jeremy. He goes to juvie for the murder of someone he didn't commit because he still believes I do deserve some punishment. I heard a gunshot <laughs> in the woods. And I didn't do anything. So I probably should be in jail. <laughs> it's like, what? I basically oh. murdered that boy. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, I get it. So, self uh, legation, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, this uh, this season's probably the best season out of all of them in just like being reliable, but it is also so distant from the rest of this the series. Mm-hmm. For just like they, it's been retconned out of existence at this point. Like none of the character stuff. The fact that Betty, the, the fact that Betty interned at a magazine and was like. Engaged by books becomes Jughead's thing. And now she is an FBI Now officer. she's an FBI agent. Yeah. Wait, are they graduated? Yeah. It's, um, between four and five, there's a seven-year time skip. So they're okay. playing like 25-year-olds now. That's yeah. closer to their actual ages. That's good. KJ, KJ Appa is was... playing older than he is. Ooh. Yeah, KJ was 18 when this series began. He plays Archie. He plays Archie. He yeah. looks like a grown man, but he was still a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, like, <laughs> the season is technically all. Wait, so like, how does the season end then? It ends with. Um, so they just, so after a lot of people get get accused for Jason's murder, which is that's how you do this. Yeah. That's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Um, a lot of red herrings and stuff like that. I learned that Clifford Blossom actually did it. And then. I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like Clifford Blossom uh, kills like, after it's revealed that he killed um, Jason and his whole heroin thing is actually revealed after he dies. Um, like he, right after he dies. Yeah, he hangs himself uh, in the barn and then they find in the barn because like one of the barrels he uses to hang himself and he kicked it over was also full of heroin. Holy shit, that's so much heroin. Like a yeah. full barrel? <laughs> Yeah, yep. like yeah, all wrapped up. Yeah, heroin. Um, he he was a heroin. He got heroin from Montreal, <laughs> and he supplied everyone with it. Yeah, and then the south side of town, which is the bad side, used that heroin to make Fizzle Rocks was their first no, drug. No, uh, no, Jingle Jangle was the first. No, drug. No, Fizzle Rocks was first, then Jingle Jangle. I'm almost. I'm pretty sure it was the Pixie Sticks was first. Pop Rocks. Yeah, fizz, yeah, they're both candies. One is Pixie Sticks, and one is. <laughs> One is uh, uh, Pop Rocks, and they're Jingle Jangle and Fizzle Rocks. Um, one of them came first. I apparently was a disagreement between me and Aaron, <laughs> but time is relative. Uh, and then, but we learn later that actually what happened is that Penelope Blossom, Clifford's wife, uh, killed him and staged it to look like a suicide. Also, Cheryl Blossom chaotically burns down her house at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. She burns her house down for. No reason. She's mad at her parents because she's they're the reason that she, Jason is dead. 
So she burns down her entire house. And there's a scene of her and her mom outside the house looking up at it. But then when we come into the next season, her mom's like all wrapped up by the burns over her, like full on mummied. And I'm like, no, she was outside the house. She ran back in to save the family portrait. No, she. <laughs> I think we decided she ran back in to save Nana Rose. Who is an enfeebled old woman that I do not believe that she all got out of the house before setting the entire house on fire. I mean, you've told me she's a sociopath, so. She is. She's yeah. very much a sociopath. She is the worst character, and I don't think the series knows how bad she is. She might she keeps- be the worst character on TV. She con- She's constantly just succeeding and winning, doing nothing, learning nothing. It's it's terrible. I mean, she ruins it, everybody's lives. If she seems bad on this show with the characters that you're describing to me, she must be pretty bad. Yeah. 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 She might be I our mean, season six villain. We hope the the like adult woman grifting from town to town to sleep with teenagers is not the worst character, is, is what you just told me. I mean, at least she dies. <laughs> not until season two. In this season, she just gets run out of town, and then Alice Cooper essentially blames Archie for oh, being yeah. molested by an adult. Yeah. Oh, Alice is supposed to be also... Re- Alice has four different, like, redemption arcs, and none of them ever... Stick? Feel, st- not stick, work. They don't take. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, it doesn't like even when they're like, "Oh, look at her! She's now been redeemed." It's like, how? <laughs> In what way? It, we are, we're obviously we're going to be talking about season two next week. Um, but in season two, they decide to draw a comparison between her and the mom from Carrie in a sympathetic light. Yeah. Like, why are we sympathizing the mom from Carrie? I mean. From what you've told me, like, over the years as I walk in to do our podcast, Kevin, and you just – you're like, I need to get this off my chest. So I was going to tell people about things, yeah. Is that the writing is is disconnected and they don't get a lot of things. So so my guess is they don't get that movie either. It, we, we have said many times that it feels like this show is written by – uh, like two competing groups that aren't allowed to watch earlier episodes. Actually, um, <laughs> specifically later seasons. The first season was two groups fighting each other. Aaron brought up the later seasons. I think she nailed it. Is they're playing the weirdest game of exqui- exquisite corpse. <laughs> like each writer is not allowed to watch the episode before theirs. And in yeah. fact, they can only talk to someone who watched the episode. And that's how yeah. they find out the plot points. <laughs> yeah, not anyone who wrote it. They had to talk to somebody who watched it, maybe on another screen while they were working on something else. Maybe they're listening to your podcast. It, yeah, and that's what they're using. Oh my God, if they're using our podcast, <laughs> that's not good. Sometimes we'll just lie about things. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> the, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, man. Season one was a, was a, a trip to go back and think on because it's probably the most complete even that like even then like it was noteworthy that i did not think about the weird issue with the usb drive until now like four years later maybe they hand wave at it and explain it somehow i i know i looked i actually looked up on the wiki like to see how it describes on which i mean too far is the wiki it's being run by fans or potentially roberto himself <laughs> uh yeah it's so I don't know. Maybe maybe I should maybe I should have watched the um the the finale. Maybe I'll do it again now just to get it out of my head. Not the finale though. Uh, the second last episode. It's yes. Like, the finale is all Cheryl, Cheryl trying to yeah. Cheryl trying yeah, to kill she, herself. It's Archie punching through the ice though. There is the punching through the ice scene. That's true. Which is Cheryl falls <laughs> through the river and Archie so, punches through the ice to get her out. Archie, who could kick it or do any other thing, decides I'm going to punch straight through it. It's. It's wild. It's extreme. He is a robot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Man, Archie's kind of given up on the whole music thing, huh? Now he's just Soldier Man. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll come back. Maybe he'll do music again. Maybe he'll do when football again. Oh, I, I, I guess mean, he, he did. did music. He did music again season four because that was him and Betty's whole thing. Yes. But, yeah. Now he's just... I mean, that's what happens when you grow up. Your old hobbies disappear. Do they? have no time for it. <laughs> I got to get on says. that. Shit. That's what the, sh- that's what the show says. Uh, 
All right. Uh, so that was the season. Jeremy, how did that how did that feel? Do you feel like you have a, a grasp on this show? No. Do you think you could I, write I, an I, episode of Riverdale? Yes. You you have as much uh, you have as, you have as much knowledge as anybody else has been writing it. So I, I feel I, I like if I got contacted and they were like, "We need you write you to write a one shot of Riverdale," I would be like, "Great." Who's the character that has the least screen time? And I would just do a perspective episode from that character with the snippets that I know, and just like <laughs> them witnessing this thing. And then like the end is just them sitting in a therapy office, being like, "Honestly, I don't understand how any of that fits together." <laughs> Man, who would be the the character who's still a character, but Moose. is like least? It'd be Moose. Moose. It would be Moose. It would be Moose. It <laughs> Moose would be is Moose. at a time. I mean, Moose does at a certain point have a time. Like he's never always on the uh, the edges. But I think the thing is, any name character, they're going to do something with. Yeah, yeah. But that 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 would be my episode of Riverdale. It's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty good. good. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Aaron, you want to take us out? All right. So if you want to hit us up, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. Or you must have thoughts about season one. Share them with us. Social media, podcast MOA, podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. Jeremy, where can we find you? Uh, I mean, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mighty Fuse. Um, you can find me on the Kevin and I's podcast, Third Space. Uh, the well, the third space. Uh, ooh, one of three third space podcasts. Uh, <laughs> one's about like social work, so I think. That I guess you could also find me on the streets. Ooh, possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just wander around Calgary. <laughs> you might find me. <laughs> I find you, Kevin. Where can we find you? All right, well, you can uh, get me on Twitter. I'm Mestrom NK Weir. Uh, you can also check out my books. They're available on my website, kevinweirbooks.com. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. And we will see everyone here next week for season two. Mwahaha. Jeremy, you can't escape us. Wait, I'm supposed to come back? Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. that makes sense. You, you, you like, were not you like changed me, chained me to the ground here. So you're you're not allowed to talk. I should be very very clear. So oh. everyone knows they won't hear you, but you are there. Well, you said talk. That means I can hum and sing. Of course, yeah. and yeah, beatbox. I can do all I, those I, things. So people can hear me, Kevin. You can't silence me. <laughs> Jeremy, we'll you can do that. music or football, but not both. <laughs> mm. I mean, I'll choose music. I don't really like football. <laughs> <laughs>